Today, our, um, the message is on transformation, being transformed. The, <laughs> I, I think of the movie Transformers, you know, the kids, the movies with the Transformers, and you have these, these little trucks or tractors or vehicles, and you transform them into a robot. So we have the, that type of a transformation. But transformation means to a complete change in someone or something. To be transformed is a complete change. And the challenge for us is when, you're, when you've done a complete change, do you ever, you know, you look at these, uh, the, the, some of the television shows, the, the, world, the Biggest Loser, you know, okay? And then you have the, the makeovers. You know, you have people who are losing a lot of weight or people who are uh, taking, giving them a new hairdo. You know, people can know me from my back of my head. Now that is a real, <laughs> I don't know what that is. But uh, that's a real recognition problem I have, an identity problem for me that somebody can look at the back of my head and say, oh, that's pastor. Um, and they don't, I haven't seen him for 10, 15 years, so <laughs> that hasn't changed much. But um, when we think of being transformed, it's the same eyes looking in the mirror. It's the same person looking uh, at our view of life and at ourselves. And, and as we look at that and we begin to wonder, am I really transformed? Have I really changed? You know, am I really that different? Well, in our life that was lost, compared to our life that is found in Christ, there is a change. There's a, there's a difference from who I was to who I am. Now, I may walk the same streets, I may wear, wear the same shoes, I may wear the same clothes, but there's, in, in the transformation that Christ has brought, there's a difference on the inside. You know, um, in school, you go to different grades, <laughs> you go to different books, you read different, you know, go to different levels, and that's a gradual, <coughs> excuse me, that's a seemingly a gradual transformation that you are going from one place to another. And whenever we're uh, thinking of um, progressing physically, uh, getting stronger, getting weaker, uh, becoming um, a better reader, uh, becoming a better leader, becoming uh, better in our relationship with Christ. What's going on? We are setting goals and we are moving towards them. But in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, it gives us this declaration in, in the King James Version. Uh, I know I said Message Bible, but now oh, we got it up there. Thank you. The King James Version, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, we, we begin to look at that, and I don't know if you've ever heard this verse before, but I know I've spoken on it, and I know I've read it, and I know I've quoted it hundreds of times. And, be, and, and the Message Bible has it as God's, oh, excuse me, Message Bible says, place your life before God, so here's what I want you to do. God helping you, Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, and going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing that you can do for Him. 
Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God bringing the best out of you develops well-formed maturity in you. So, we look at this scripture and we begin to see God is telling God, God through Paul the Holy Spirit is telling us be not conformed. Conformed means to fit into the mold. You know, <clears throat> I didn't say become moldy. I said you know, don't fit into the mold, to the mold. And there is a mold that people look like, sound like. Do you, can you tell preachers when you see them on a, walking through the uh, mall or something? They just walk a certain way. They, you know, dress a certain way. I, I, many times I can pick preachers out whether they have suits on or whether they're in jeans. They just have a certain mold about them. <laughs> no, moldy mold. But in, no, they have a certain demeanor about them. That's just, it's so, it's, sometimes it's so, so easy to, for me, it's easy to pick them out. There are very few of them that... Um, I wouldn't know if they weren't a preacher anyhow. They didn't tell me. But there are a number of people, if you see them, you can see them from a distance and recognize that's who they are. Uh, Even just by the way they carry themselves and how they walk and talk and things like that. So there is a conformity that of our world. Our world is set up, what is the mold that you are to be in as a mother, a father, at work, the things that you do, you're supposed to fit into a certain characteristic, a certain mold. And um, being just coming through the holidays, how many of you made candy from you pour the chocolate into a mold and it's, it's there and it form conforms to the mold. So in our lives, we seemingly find ourselves molded to the image that we are trying to become, what we're trying to be. Whether it's a, a husband, a father, uh, a mother, uh, a brother, a sister, uh, a person at work, a friend. What is it that we are looking like? And so the Bible is telling us, don't be conformed to the world. Don't fit into the mold that the world has for you. The Bible talks about potter and the clay that as a person, we are on the potter's wheel and that the hand of God is shaping our lives so that the word of God and the scriptures are what mold our lives rather than the pressures, peer pressures, uh, what other people think you should be, the pressures of the world molding us to a certain figure or shape God is saying, don't allow that to happen. Don't be conformed. Don't fit into the mold that is not fitting to who you are, who Christ wants you to be. Now, but it says, be a transformed. Transformed is a complete change, a complete do-over. Now, some people can wear different hats, different clothing, but you know, 
They didn't ever take a shower. They still stink. <laughs> you know, they're still the same person. It doesn't matter how you dress them up. They still do and act the same way. They still have the same language. They still use the same vocabulary. They still do what they always did. So being renewed and being transformed is something that takes place on the inside. And Paul says that you are renewing your mind, that we are to renew our way of thinking, that when you change the way you think, you change what you see. Because we interpret what we see by already what we have in our mind. Did you know that? Like if you... Um, if, if your thinking is that, you know, Christmas time, we see a tree. Now, whenever you look at a Christmas tree, what do you think of? What, do you, what comes to your mind when you see a Christmas tree? Christmas. Okay. What, what about Christmas? Presents? <laughs> Money? Uh, Christ's birth? What? Work? <laughs> Decorating, undecorating. <laughs> okay, what do you see? You see, our thinking determines what we see. Some people can look at the Christmas tree and smile, and some people can look at the Christmas tree and frown, and some can look at it and be very sad. Some can look at it and be very happy. What you're thinking determines how you see something. So the renewing of your mind is that we are allowing God to help us process our thinking patterns. And the Bible says, think on the things that are lovely, <laughs> that are of a good report. If there be any virtue or there be any praise, think on these things. Think on the things. Why, do we, why does he want us to think on these things? Because what you think is what you're going to see. If you see something good, Think on the things that are good and are lovely. What's going to happen? You're going to speak about it. But if something good walks by and something bad walks by, what are you going to do? Which one is going to come up first? <laughs> the good? Uh, people are, oh, that's, just, that's not true. They're probably going to be like, and something bad comes by? Uh, I was talking to someone, and they said, well, you know, hasn't snowed yet. Just waiting for the shoe to drop because we know we're going to get dumped on sooner or later. This can't continue the way it is being like it is. We just got to be ready for the bad stuff to get here. Hello. <laughs> it wasn't anybody here in the church, you know, that I said that. They talked to me. There's somebody outside, you know, I met, and they were telling me, they were telling me how bad they're dreading this winter. You know, I said, well, we haven't really had one yet. Oh, yeah, but it's coming. You know, we live in a spot. And, and so their whole thinking is about being dumped on for winter. <laughs> well, what about 50 degrees on a Sunday in January? Well, you know, that's, it's, 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 it's going to be bad. <laughs> See, how you think. So changing your mind Change in, in the ex, in what we're looking at is that we have to renew our mind, renew our thinking, that we may prove, prove. See, this is the thing about our faith. Faith is a substance. Faith is very real. Faith has tangibleness to it. But faith, is, that our faith is able to be proved. 
proven. So this is not like, um, well, I wish I had this and I wish I had that. No, I believe that God is going to work in my life. I believe that God is going to do something through me, in me, with me, whatever, and that this day, this month, this week, this year is going to be the best year ever, that it's going to be better than it's ever been in my life, that this is the year that God is going to perform something, this is the time God is going to do something in my life, and we are saying that, but do we believe it? And all we're trying, what, we're, what I'm looking at is, how can we incorporate the Scriptures to prove them, prove them. See, Bible says, and one of the tangible things is in uh, uh, Malachi. Malachi, bring you all the tithes into the storehouse and prove me now herewith that God would open the windows of heaven, God would open his blessings upon our life. And, and, and God is saying through the prophet that I am able to, you put money in, you get money out. That's a pretty good deal. Put money in, put money out. You see, you can't reap what you don't sow. You know, we usually use that in the negative. You're going to sow what you reap. You know, you do bad things, you're going to reap bad things. But what about you sow love, you reap love? You sow good in people's lives, you reap good. That you have, you sow what, you reap what you sow. You plant wheat, you get wheat. You don't plant uh, cotton and get corn. You, you, because they're two, it's two separate things. So you, you think on the things that are lovely. You are investing in the things that are lovely, that are pure of a good report. And if they don't fit in that category, you're not going there. If they don't fit into that category of what God wants to do in the transformation of our thinking, what is it that we want to accomplish? This is where we pray. God, what is it that you want to accomplish? What do you want to accomplish in my life this year? See, it's not a resolution, it's a transformation. I am not resolved, I am transformed. I have been changed. Now, I have a, a little metamorphosis going on here. <laughs> That's a good word, isn't it? Metamorphosis. And uh, what do we have here? On the left over here, on your left, <laughs> we have a caterpillar. Do you know that before a caterpillar um, spins its cocoon, it will consume, it will become almost 200 times its size? So that uh, when it, I don't know, must have enough energy to, to stay alive in the cocoon. So I've been working on consuming and becoming 200 times more my weight, and uh, not true. But uh, so, anyhow, we have a caterpillar here. Now, as a caterpillar, did you ever, you know, maybe a foolish thought, but did, um, do you think a caterpillar ever thinks about flying? <laughs> huh? Do we know? Do we, do you think a, do, do, you, do you think a monarch butterfly ever thinks about crawling on the ground? Well, what has happened? We would have to have, to have some type of a, a brain to do that. But how does it know what it's supposed to do? How does it know when it's supposed to eat? And how does it know when it's supposed to spin a cocoon? How does it know to spin a cocoon that needs to be strong enough to keep it safe, but yet, but yet weak enough that it can break out, but yet not too weak because it will take 
the struggle of breaking out of the cocoon so it will be able to fly. Now, if you take this little cocoon over here that's the second uh, picture there, and you cut that open, what do you think you're going to find? What you're going to find, and some of you have already done it. <laughs> have you done it? Yes, cut, slice one open? I don't know. But if you, if you slice it open, you're going to find a digested milky juice. Slime. There's not a caterpillar, there's not a caterpillar in there, and there is not a, bat, a, a butterfly in there. There is a bunch of gooey white junk. And I, it has a special name. I just call it junk. Uh, but there may be, in some of these things, there may be little sockets that are, left, that are left from the digesting of itself in this cocoon. So from, that, from this caterpillar to a milky substance, it grows and becomes, in just a short period of time, it becomes a butterfly with wings and legs, eyes and antenna, antennae, and it becomes the butterfly in the far left. Now, when you see a monarch butterfly going through the air, do you go, oh, there's a flying caterpillar? <laughs> no, why not? It is a flying caterpillar. It's been transformed. But do you, so do you think then that a, cat, that, a, that a butterfly will say, you know, I remember when... <laughs> No, I don't think it does that. Do you think, do you think, that's us, we have the ability to reason, that the, the butterfly would say, I feel the same as I did before, it's just that I'm different. <laughs> I feel like I'm a caterpillar. It feels like I was something else, but I'm really different now. Renewing and transformation. You see, we are not sinners trying to be Christians. We are children of God who are tempted to do wrong, sin. You see, once we've given our life to Christ, there is a renewal, there is a transformation, there is something goes on on the inside that we are renewed, there is renew a right spirit within me, O Lord. You know, let the Spirit of God, the same Spirit that raised Christ from the, je the dead when he dwells in us, he will quicken our mortal bodies. He will bring the, the Word of God to life inside of us. The, you know, that milky juice inside that cocoon is something that is alive. But it just looks like milk or some kind of gooey stuff. The Word of God is alive and active inside of us transforming us into a child of God. But it looked the same. But am I the same? You see, what was once death in me is now life in me. The old way of thinking, the old nature, which was sinful, which had no sense of direction as to what is right and wrong, has found the reality of Jesus Christ and has been forgiven and renewed and cleansed and there is a transformation. I am no longer, <laughs> I am no longer the person I was. I'm a different person. Well, you don't look the same. I can tell you from the back. 
I can know it's you from the back of your head. But inside of us, and see, this is where the renewal, the transformation, that the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. How does a, how does a caterpillar travel thousands of miles? It doesn't. I doubt that they could travel a mile as a caterpillar. But as a monarch butterfly, where's it going? <laughs> you see, does it know that it is the same but different? Does it know that it is the same Somehow in all of that change, it is the same. But yet, it's entirely different. And this is, I think, for, for Christians and this for believers and for followers of Jesus Christ, it is difficult for us to look in the mirror and say, I am no, it is no longer I that liveth, but Christ that lives in me. <laughs> it's hard for us to look at that person and say, that's, that's the same old David that was you know, the sinner, the do-things-wrong kid, the guy who made mistakes and the failures and didn't have hope, and now he has hope in Jesus Christ and he has a new life and the Word of God is alive and active inside of him, changing him, and he's not being molded by the world. He's being conformed to the image of Christ by the power of God and the same Holy Spirit that raised Christ from the dead is alive inside of him and he's changing him from what he was to what he is and what God wants him to be and all the things of life are just parts of what he is becoming and shaping him but God's Spirit is shaping him and making him and molding him by the hand of God rather than the world. So what do you think? Are you a worm? <laughs> or are you a butterfly? Have you been changed? But see, you can't change. I can't change myself. See, the, the, butter, the, the caterpillar knows that at some point in time, it just gorges itself and makes a a cocoon. Sometimes we just need to know that God is with us and no matter what happens, I'm changed on the inside and I'm no longer what I used to be because the word of God is alive in me making a difference. That's who we are. We are not sinners trying to be a Christian we are Christians, we are believers in Jesus Christ who have been changed, and yet we still have some of those tendencies to want to go back. You know, does the butterfly land and start walking along the, the ground or walking along the leaves and as it used to crawl there before, now it's walking there? And does it remember that that's what it was at one time, was something that crawled along the leaves? That's what we do. We remember the times that we walked down the wrong path and we may see ourselves on that path and say, you know what, I don't belong here. This isn't my life anymore. I've been changed. That's God doing a work in our life. That's the Holy Spirit reminding us you've been changed. <laughs> You're not a sinner trying to be a Christian 
you are a believer in Jesus Christ, forgiven of your sins, and being tempted to walk away from it. You know, there's a story, and I'll close with this. There's a story of this guy. um, He was a person who was into the occult and stuff like that, and he was into um, astro. It's it's out-of-body flight. They had spirit guides. If anybody ever talks to you about that, it's, it's evil, it's demonic, and it's not God. You stay away from it. But anyhow, this guy was a um, warlock, whatever. And he would do these out-of-body experiences, and he was going somewhere to place a curse on someone. And he got to this house where he was going to do his thing, and he couldn't get in. Because the person that he was going to so, so um, curse, put a curse upon them, that's seated around the table were, I think, four or five Christians having a Bible study with this person. And here is this spiritual experience of this person who is evil, can't get in because the light inside of the building is so great he can't penetrate it. And all that is in that building are five Christians having a Bible study. You see, the light of Jesus Christ is so great and so powerful, evil can't touch it. People can't, evil cannot curse that which is righteous and good because it doesn't stick. I like when one guy says, if you want to tell the devil anything, write it on the bottom of your shoe because he's under your feet. Evil does not have a position, a foothold, a toehold, a fingernail hold. It has no hold. And so when, when the righteousness of Christ is in our heart, evil cannot, cannot get in because it cannot share the same space. Jesus Christ is in your heart and in your life, and you are transformed. And how did we arrive at this transformation? Jesus... Forgive me of my sins. And every time we think we've done it, failed, whatever, remember we are a Christian. We are redeemed. We are God's and that we have a tendency to want to do something wrong. We are tempted to do something wrong, but we are not a, we are not a sinner trying to become a Christian. We are a saint. We are forgiven of our sins. We have the blood of Jesus Christ has cleansed us from our sins, and we are tempted to do wrong. But always remember, in Christ, I am forever his. I've been changed by the power of Jesus. Amen? Amen? Let's stand, shall we? What a wonderful day it is, O Lord, to know that we are yours and that we are changed and that this world and this life is not about resolutions, it's about transformation. God, we are transformed into the image of Christ. His love and his spirit, God, your spirit, abide within our hearts and lives. It quickens us, encourages us, keeps us safe. God gives us hope and that your word is alive and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. And God, that aliveness is in us for an eternity. Thank you, Jesus, that we are alive in you forever. 
We ask God your blessing, your direction, your power, your strength, your word to transform our minds and our hearts. We pray this in Jesus' name. Everybody who believes it says amen. 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 God bless you.